The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast. If my voice sounds different, it's because I'm a little sick. I think what I have is a uh, sinus infection, as it's referred to commonly. I'm sure if I went and got tested, it would be COVID. So I wanted to stay out of the books. And, um, you know, I'm trying to just get better. I've been laying low. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm not trying to uh, make you feel sorry for me because everyone gets sick, but everyone gets better at the same time, right? This isn't a death sentence is what I'm saying. And I'm trying to make that very clear here. But if you notice a, a different pitch in my voice, it is because of the reasons that I laid out here. And I'm laying that out up front here because I want to talk about COVID, Um haven't touched on it in a while, and I'm going to bring some things to the table here that I don't think that many of you have heard. If any of you have heard it, I'd be very impressed because I did some digging and I found out some very interesting information, not so much about the virus itself, but about some esoteric meaning behind the name um specifically which i'm sure you're seeing in the title divok which is covid backwards and the meaning of that word um i played around with some uh you know reversed words inverted words and it led me down a um alchemy rabbit hole so i i talk about that a little bit here and i found some very, very fascinating things. And I hope that you find them, you know, just a fraction of, of, um, you know, as interesting as I ended up uh, seeing these, these coincidences, we'll call them for now. Um, Because there, there are some stretches. There's some things that I'm stringing together here that may be a stretch even for myself, but nonetheless, they're fascinating. But I want to, before I dig into that, I want to mention something that I found regarding the Biden administration to be quite fascinating, Uh, not only the Biden administration, but the previous Obama administration as well. It does have something to do with the Trump administration, too. Uh, The Susan Rice character, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, right? Uh, Powerful black woman inspiring to some retarded liberal people out there, I'm sure. But treasonous nonetheless right and this is my opinion but also i share this opinion with some high up naval judges and uh you know i'm sure a lot of people around the country as well is she powerful right now because she's helped with the wiener laptop remember the wiener laptop uh frazzle drip allegedly i mean we're getting a little cuey here right off the bat and i don't mean to do that but there was this video Uh, or I guess it was just a picture that I saw of Susan Rice walking out of Nancy Pelosi's office at the Capitol with another gentleman, Um, you know, press trying to ambush her and talk with her, ask her what she's doing there and blah, blah, blah. Um, Very interesting that her name's being brought back up. Of course, we know that she's got a lot to do with Netflix 
I believe she's on the board of Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, you know, allegedly very, very tied in with Obama. And I could see that. I could see why. um, Because, you know, you can't really mention Susan Rice without Obama, the Obamas uh, coming up. So interesting shit there. Uh, But what I found very fascinating was, you know, putting the Eric Garner murder aside, you know, one of the original BLM uh, rioting manners was this Eric Garner, this guy selling cigarettes outside New York. Um, Fascinating idea that she was tapped into to get this laptop of Anthony Weiner that allegedly had all this child porn, these snuff films under a file called insurance, right? This is old news. This is not the meat of the episode. I just want to bring this up really quick, just in case anyone hasn't heard this. Um, you know, she, she supposedly told the cops that had the, had confiscated Wiener's laptop said, Hey, if you don't give us that laptop back, we're going to fucking make you guys look really bad. We're going to make the New York police look fucking bad. Give us that shit back. They didn't do it. They wanted to investigate it. They wanted to bring Wiener and all the people involved with these videos to justice. So they kill Eric Garner. And a lot of these cops end up dead as well, right? I know you guys remember this. But is this why Susan Rice is still dabbling around with the Biden administration? Allegedly acting as a shadow president? I mean, this is according to Rick Grinnell, who was the Trump National Intel Director. This is what, you know, the the National Intel Director, essentially like high up NSA type shit, This is what Susan Rice was doing during the Obama administration. A lot of foreign policy experience with Susan Rice, but not much domestic policy. And I'll get into that in just a second. And um, like I said, I'm not this. The whole episode is not about Susan Rice. I just want to want to see your thoughts on this Um, on July 8th of this year, 2021, a naval judge by the name John G. Hannock convicted Susan Rice of high treason and sentenced her to death for the Obamagate scandal. Now, tapping a long list of affiliates, quoted as saying, Trump is not fit to be president and will surely fish out something to keep him out of the Oval Office before his inauguration. I'm sure we'll obtain enough genuine information so we don't have to make things up. Like I said, wiretapping a lot of affiliates with Trump and caught on their own wiretap. I guess, you know, I'm sure all these White House conversations are recorded. All these high up conversations are recorded. But just like the brazenness of this, right, just saying that I'm sure we'll obtain enough genuine information so we don't have to make things up. Now, is this a distraction? Is this something that is to get us off the scent of what's really going on here back then in 2017 with Obamagate. I don't know. Um, But this three judge panel in the Navy uh, court unanimously convicted Susan Rice guilty and sentenced her to death. Yet she walks around. And like I said, was just caught out of Pelosi's office, walking out of Pelosi's office, not to mention During the trial, she was supposedly yelling at these judges, calling them all traitors, saying Trump's a traitor. You're traitors for sticking up for him. And as I mentioned, this Rick Grinnell, who was the National Intel Director under Trump, among many others, are saying that Susan Rice is acting as a shadow president. With Biden being as weak as he fucking is, right? He's he's falling. His his approval rating is almost that of Nixon before he was impeached. Now, I've made lofty predictions a lot privately, but I've said it a couple times on the show here that I believe that Biden won't make it to the end of the year, whether he you know, passes away, which I never want. I never wish death upon anyone, really. Um, I do not agree with one policy from Joe Biden uh, or Kamala Harris, but nonetheless, you never want to see a, a life lost, right? Even though he's lost on his own. Um, I don't think he will see the end of the year in the White House. That's just me. And I know we're coming up to the end of the year quickly here. It's going to happen before you know it. You know, 
December 31st is going to get here and, and uh, you know, 2022 is going to be rolling in and who knows what the hell is going to be going on then. But it's something to think about. And I think that uh, it's very interesting that Susan Rice's name has not really been in headlines much, even though she's got some serious power. And a lot of people are saying Obama is the shadow president, but Obama's smarter than that, guys. Obama is a lot smarter than that. So I don't think that he is it, it, it. Maybe he is giving some commands behind the scenes, but I think it's like a, a a third party deal. He may be telling Susan Rice to do these things and to relay this information to Biden's staff. But, you know, it is what it is. I think that it's very, very weird that, like I said, uh, it's it's strange that a person like Susan Rice with only foreign policy knowledge and experience as a whole is appointed by Biden, supposedly as head of domestic policy council. Is this like a subliminal message? Cause that's what we're getting into in this episode is subliminal messages, whether it be alch- alchemic, you know, uh, ritualistic, uh, some sigil magic type stuff. What are we dealing with here? When we, when, you know, all these elites, they're, they're obsessed with their symbolism. They're obsessed with telling us what they're doing without saying it. Right. Something to think about, and, and you'll see where I'm getting at here throughout this episode. Um, now, like I said, I play around a little bit with inversions, whether it be names, numbers, uh, especially regarding this pandemic that we're going through right now and that we have been going through. Remember, two weeks to flatten the curve, guys. Uh, we're almost we're going to we're going to get to two years later and, and there's still not going to be any answers here. Um, Bill Gates is allegedly saying that March of 2022 is when we're going to be out of the woods. Something's going to come up. Um, but you may remember that, you know, a couple episodes ago, I said it may have been on Patreon, actually, but I said, I think that we're rounding the corner here. I think that things are going to get better. And I still believe that, but I kind of think that things may get a little hairy before they get better. I don't think that it's the end of the world. I don't think it's the end of all of our lives. I really don't, but I do think that some people are going to die, maybe a significant amount of people. And I'm not trying to pump fear porn here. I don't make any kind of profit on fear porn like a lot of podcasts do selling storable food selling satellite phones doing all this stuff and nothing against those people but when you're pumping fear porn or you're pumping hopium like steve bannon right or like x22 or or some other ones that i I won't mention i don't want to get too deep in the weeds here uh it's very interesting to say the least uh, but I haven't heard this little bit of information anywhere else here. You know, Tedros Adhanam, I think is how you pronounce him, Adhanam. Uh, Tedros, I'll just spell it out because what I'm doing here, I'm not replacing any letters. I'm not replacing, I'm not adding letters. I'm not doing anything to this dude's name. Tedros, T-E-D-R-O-S, Adhanam, A-D-H-A-N-O-M. I'm taking that name right there. And flipping it around. So it's literally Mohanda Sordet. Just the same letters, not adding or, re- or taking away or replacing anything. And that name backwards is anti-filthy. The head of the World Health Organization's name backwards, translated into two different languages, Arabic and Latin, is anti-filthy. Mohanda, which is Adhanam backwards, Again, not changing any letters. In Arabic is anti. Mohanda, anti. Sordet in Latin is filthy. Anti-filthy. Taking his last name, flipping it backwards. Taking his first name, flipping it backwards. That is not a coincidence. Now, are we the filth? Is the sickness the filth? I don't know. But this is the kind of shit that I find mind-blowing here. And then when you get into Davik, I'm sorry, Divok, being COVID backwards, and how it's allegedly like this, this Hebrew demon that possesses souls and you know all, all this kind of weird stuff. It also loosely translates to separate and divide. There's some seriously weird shit going on. And I found some serious alchemy uh, connections as well. Um, But before I go deeper, guys, uh, I I do want to remind you, 
The show's always brought to you by the store, uh, dangerousworldstore.com. All the t-shirts are there. A few new designs. Um, you know, the government is the virus one's always a, a, a hot seller. And then you got the new one, the conspiracy realist shirt. Uh, all of them are 1776. Also, the defund the IRS. I understand that that's not as in vogue because everyone has goldfish memories, including myself. I got on that a little late, but still, uh, you know, kind of trolling AOC a little bit. All the shirts are 1776 at dangerousworldstore.com. Head over there, purchase a shirt if you see it fit, if you want one, uh, you know, small through 2X. If you're a Patreon member under the $5 tier, you get any shirt that you want for $10, not just one, any shirt. You can get 20 shirts for $10 each instead of $17.76, almost half the price. Uh, so that brings me to my next point here, patreon.com slash dangerousworld, $3 to get the full version of this episode and many more episodes. I think I'm up to like 42 or 43 full episodes, plus like hours and hours of content uh, You know, with Patreon exclusives. Uh, doing the fun episodes where, uh, you know, Brandon and I were kind of trying to kind of get a different show going, um, you know, just just having a lot of fun over there. Uh, Ron from New England with the Wicked Planet podcast is going to take over Conspiracy Kitchen. It's not going to be on my Patreon anymore. He's going to be cooking, uh, talking about conspiracies, having Zoom conversations and all that good stuff. He asked for permission, which I very much appreciate. Uh, you know, he we respect each other greatly. So. He's going to be doing his thing with Conspiracy Kitchen. That's going to be a fun, fun thing. So uh, check that stuff out, guys. And I hate doing this kind of plugging in the middle. But, um, you know, I, uh, I do appreciate that because, as you know, I'm trying to do this full time. When I'm full time, I won't have to plug so much because I will already be making the amount of money that I need monthly doing what I like. And I will just pump out massive amounts of content. You're getting two episodes a week for me. You're getting a minimum four when I'm full time. And I had this interesting idea. I'm, I'm uh, excited to see what you guys might think about it. Doing exclusive episodes, almost like NFTs um, for anyone that wants to pay a certain amount. Uh, haven't determined that amount yet, but I'll do, you know, like a month's worth of research and give you an exclusive episode that if you have your own podcast feed, you can put that on your own feed. You can do what you want with it. It's essentially your property after I just give it to you um, for a nominal fee. But again, not sure what that'll be. Uh, it may be if you, you have given $100 on Patreon, uh, you know, out throughout the months, there's a couple of people that have done that to this point. Uh, or I'll have like a discounted like lump sum that you can throw at me and I will uh, do some deep digging in the topic of your choice and uh, either release it here or release it to exclusively you and you can have some hidden information that just you and I will have. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what, 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 where that goes. But guys, like I said, this COVID shit uh, and this Divock stuff is incredible. So COVID, right? Reading left to right, like English is typically done, right? Unless you're dyslexic, which thoughts and prayers. But Hebrew is read right to left, opposite of English. And divok means possession of a malicious spirit. And it also means separate and destroy. Now, the virus is the virus taking the world which has lost its way and become malicious. Is this what we're talking about here? Or is COVID the malicious thing? So the way that I first read it when I, when I was looking into what a divok is, or a Dybbuk, which I'll get into later, which I'm sure that you're kind of familiar with what a Dybbuk is. You, you've seen movies and probably read about Dybbuks. Uh, it's very interesting. But I thought that maybe it was a specific type of demon that possessed evil entities. So like if, if my heart is not pure and I'm kind of a scumbag, a Dybbuk would possess me. But it turns out that's not what that is. It's just a very, very evil spirit that can possess any kind of soul, whether it be a pure soul or, or a dirty soul or whatever. So is this virus the, the nasty, malicious spirit possessing the country or the world? I don't know. But it would seem that this is kind of a nod to that Hebrew demon. And, you know, the second part of that, you know, whole idea of, of separation and destruction 
The virus has also divided the world into two categories. Those who want forced vaccines and they support the mandates. They support wearing 20 masks and vaccinating kids and pregnant women and all this shit. And those who want freedom of choice. Right. I mean, this is a, a fascinating idea that a divic can be both. It can be a, 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 you know, a polarizing topic or a polarizing item, I guess, or polarizing uh, entity, or it can also be an evil spirit that, that occupies something or someone. Now, there's also a website, 91-DIVIC, that says, let's flip the script on COVID-19 and build fantastic things. Kind of sounds like Build Back Better which is a reoccurring theme throughout this episode and throughout the fucking world, unfortunately, Build Back Better, which I'm not even touching on the idea that when you take Build Back Better, the three Bs, BBB, all lowercase, if you had a gun to your head and you said, what does the B look like? What number do lowercase Bs look like? A six, undoubtedly. So you get BBB, 666, just another coincidence, right? As we know, there are two meanings to every word or term or phrase or whatever. Now, there's one for the masses, and there's one for the elite or the chosen few. What does that? What does COVID mean to the elite? Then, I would say it probably means dibok or dibik. It's a nod to them. This is why they're not wearing masks unless they're on camera. This is why, fucking, I mean, I can go on and on about how ridiculous the theater of this all is and people like Rand paul bring this up and it's all good and well but what is Rand paul actually doing he's just feeding into the division same with ted cruz same with all these people man no one's actually really doing anything to help us out and to get us away from this some states aren't following some of the rules whether it be the 600 dollar uh amount uh you know the 600 dollar transaction tracking um, all of this bullshit, man, it's gone too far. And I think people are getting fed up with it, but no one in government is really doing anything to help us. Trump included. And like it or not, Trump is still the leader of the Republican Party. When I interrupt this show for an ad, do you think it's anything other than Manscaped? Because if you do, you're a fucking idiot. Okay. But with that being said... Folks, it's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball deodorant, Crop Reviver toner, Performance Boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Now, we're talking about alchemy a little bit here, and I would say that there is nothing more alchemical than taking an old hairy penis shaving it up nice and tight hopefully you don't have hair on the shaft but if you do that lawnmower 4.0 with the help of dangerous world podcast will trim that shit down make you nice and tight make you look good you'll take that old hairy ball sack and penis turn it into a nice tight firm youthful schlong have you ever seen a kielbasa sausage? It's going to look like that versus a Vienna sausage or, or like a Tootsie Roll or something. You know, I don't know. But you go to manscaped.com. You enter the promo code DANGER at checkout. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping no matter where you live in this great world. As long as you're in a few countries, I think. I know we got the U.S. covered. We got Canada. I believe the U.K. as well. Maybe Australia. I think it's the U.S. and anywhere that the Queen owns. So check out their site, guys. Honestly, they got great stuff. And, I mean, stuff's getting scary out there. Literally, it's Halloween month. It's Halloween season. You got the devil coming onto Earth on the 31st on All Hallows' Eve. Do you want to fight the devil, fight the demons that he's bringing during the apocalypse? Or, or when Jesus comes, do you want to have a hairy sack when Jesus comes? Ask yourself that. Take a long, hard look in the mirror and think that, God, I know that I've made some mistakes, but I can't go on another day without shaving my sack 
and making sure that I'm aerodynamic when I fight, just like that, just like red from pineapple express. Okay. And we're here to help you do that. There's a lot of problems out there, but chafing doesn't need to be one with that ball deodorant that I mentioned. It is fantastic. I actually just used some of the foot deodorant today. No joke. This is not a plug. This is me being honest with my audience, which they recommend to do here in the ad, in the read. I guess I'm not supposed to share that with you, but I share everything with you guys. Whether you want it or not, you're getting the real deal here. And I sprayed my feet down instead of taking a shower because I had to wear some flip-flops. I couldn't find socks. I had to run out and go print some shit for these shirts. I had to get this color separation. It's complicated, and we're not talking about that right now. I'm talking about Manscaped and your sack and how happy it keeps your lady or your man, depending on what it or you identify as. They or them, whatever. It doesn't matter at Manscaped. And when it gets cold, like I said, you know, I like to pack on some weight. You know, you don't want extra hair, though. You never want extra hair when it comes to your sack or your nuts or whatever you refer to them as. And if you're a female, no one wants any of that shit. No one wants any hairy. Bleh. No one wants that. Take care of it. You can add a W.O. to the Manscaped and call it Womanscaped. They don't care. You bought it. It's yours. Do what you want with it but own it. No one wants your pubic hairs in their mouth. I don't know if I should say this stuff. This is kind of going a little far as usual. But like I said, guys, Manscaped is cool. They let me read these ads how I want. They just give me a few points that I got to hit and that's it. And we're good. So I appreciate you guys supporting the show, supporting a great company that helps fight testicular cancer, which is a big deal to me. Not that I've had it or I know anyone that does have it, um, but you know, it is the number one cancer that, that affects men, uh, between the ages 15 and 35, if I'm not mistaken. I know that that number changes every fucking time I say it, but it affects young men. We'll say that. Okay. Manscaped is great guys. Use them. You're regretting your life every day. You wake up in the morning and you hate yourself when you're not shaving with Manscaped, whether it's your beard or your nuts or your feet, or your puss, shave it with Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code DANGER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code DANGER at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this Halloween so that you're not going to scare your bitch. Choose Manscaped. Your balls and your homie girl or whatever. Homie girl, your hyena. That's what the Mexicans say. Well, thank you. Enjoy the rest of this episode. Now, let me demonstrate my poor understanding of alchemy here, okay? From what I understand, what traditional alchemy is, is, you know, the art and science of bringing something to its final completion or perfection. And it's about investigating the universe, both inner and outer, um, using all ways of of knowing uh, of anything no right you're you're investigating you're looking inward and outward what's up is down as above so below all this good stuff right um with the lead and gold example which is this classic example of alchemy all metals throughout the entire spectrum are varying degrees of purity lead being the most impure gold being the most pure now, this is just the basic example of alchemy. Obviously, there's tons of examples that you can give. And again, I don't understand alchemy as much as some people out there do. You can find loads of podcasts that can really break down alchemy to a true sense. And I'm actually going to speak with Mark here in a little bit about his uh, his take on alchemy. Um, but I, what, I, what I'm trying to get into here is the more spiritual level, the more metaphorical idea of alchemy. Now, the alchemical process is always the same, whether it be literal or metaphorical, finding a dissolving agent that can break down the natural order of things, okay? Think society here. This breaks down the existing material, or in this case, like I said, society into a primordial matter or existence known as prima materia. Once this has occurred, the ideal order 
can be achieved by the alchemist. And in these types of examples, the alchemist is a group of hidden elite. And the reorganization is known as coagula. Now, have you heard the term solve et coagula? Maybe solve et coagula? Dissolve and reorganize is what solve et coagula means. And again, kind of sounds like Build Back Better. And folks, since we're getting into alchemy a little bit here, I wanted to bring on one of my great friends in this whole podcast conspiracy community. You may know him as the leader of Alt Media United. You may know him as the host of My Family Thinks I'm Crazy. Or if you're just tuning in to what he's doing and trying to look into more of his new shit, uh, your handbook for the apocalypse with Michael Wan is another thing that he's getting into here. Did I say that right, Mark? You did. Thank you, Ryan. Lovely introduction. Appreciate being here. Uh, absolutely. It's nothing like uh, Greg Carlwood's shit that he does. He does like a <laughs> novel. He does like a monologue when he's introducing his guests. But uh, you know how I roll over here, dude. I uh, I pretend that I'm intelligent when I am just kind of uh, flying by the seat of my pants here, man. And I, you know, when I was looking into this alchemical stuff, I wanted to get someone on that was at least willing to put themselves out there about that because no one really knows much about alchemy dude it's a very deep topic and unless you learn about it from an early age or you have some deep-seated uh you know connection to it you're not really gonna know exactly what it is uh but i want to get your take on this and how it relates to this thing that we like to call COVID 19 hmm right on yeah and i don't know if i uh if I can agree with that statement anymore, I might have a week ago, but I just had a guy on my show named Benjamin Balderson who basically kind of demystified the whole process for me and broke down how he uses the alchemical process to take cannabis and make these really potent tinctures. So I think with that in mind, you know, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole because that's more of the material uh botanical side of alchemy where you're actually yeah. turning you know one material into another what we're talking about here is that metaphor applied to society mm-hmm. right and you bring up the before we started you brought up you know covid and divac being like an anagram or even like uh you know it, it means one thing one way and backwards it means another thing now it's funny you mentioned that divac is a hebrew sort of person because um demon they, demon because they read don't they read from right to left anyways so exactly. you know when the word covid is actually the word divok mm-hmm. uh it's not really all, all that different maybe the letters are are just you know different but the the sound is the same and i think that that is an example of this alchemical process that takes place in our everyday lives that this community has gone and called it predictive programming, where a sort of group of ideas are bestowed upon a population in order to corral their way of thinking into a certain set of variables that have predictable responses, right? Because they're essentially manipulating what is real about us. Our natural law states that we are going to follow these archetypes and we've come to memorialize the archetypes in the 12 signs of the Zodiac. But, you know, figuratively speaking, you have all of these different energy fields at work and you are an energy field as well. And thoughts, ideas, feelings, whole philosophies, they get bounced around these fields. And every time an idea hits you, it may not stick. You might hear about libertarianism and then not become a libertarian. But now you know about libertarianism. Not to, you know, that's just an example. Yeah. Um, right. So these ideas are floating around. And what these, we'll call them Team Dark or the sorcerers, have learned to do is throw the right amount of ideas out that push the majority of people into a certain way of thinking, right? I think most people understand that mechanic, but when it comes down to the world we're in now with COVID, I think 
putting a mask on is very blatantly ritualistic, you know, whether that mask is to cover yourself from the cooties or not, you know, it, at the end of the day, the idea of wearing a mask, it cre- it facilitates a different state of consciousness for thousands of years. There have been ceremonies and rituals that human beings have taken uh, under to sort of convey certain ideas to their relatives or their, their neighbors. And 10 out of 10 times they're wearing masks or some sort of costume or face paint. I mean, it's just, it's a part of it. So, you know, we can look at the individual components like the mask wearing, like the herd mentality, like the group think, the double speak. We can look at these aspects as for a, you know, indications that there's a certain formula at play. And I think your intention for having me on was to talk a little bit briefly about the alchemical formula uh, behind COVID. Well, so what do you, absolutely. So, you you know, you mentioned masks and, and obviously that's a very significant part of what's going on right now. I had this idea that, I know that you know what a sigil is and how that differs from a symbol. Um, is it possible that a sigil could be something like a mask in your opinion? I think that it is. Yeah. Well, a sigil and a symbol, I think the only really uh, difference would be that a sigil has a personal intention associated sure. with it, that when it's seen by another person, you sort of covertly unknowing to you add energy to that symbol. hundred percent. Right. So I think in that sense, absolutely. If the intention that the world leaders have is to muzzle us, you know, whether you look at someone with a mask on and see that as a muzzle or not, that is a sigil of a muzzle for whoever put that intention out there. And I think my suspicion is that that's what this, is in effect working on multiple levels. And that's one of the levels, because if you see, you know, prior to March, 2019, when the cooties outbreak happened, um, you you have all of these yellow jacket protests. You know, we've talked about this before on your show. I think, you know, you had people all over from France to New Zealand, to the UK, to Brazil protesting. And then the global elites come along And they're like, oh, you don't like our carbon tax? You don't like our environmental bogus reform? Well, wear a muzzle. And I think think the, you know, the cowpoke, as Chance from Interverse taught me, I'm using lingo now to to skirt around the censorship, if you couldn't tell. But but I think that cowpoke that they're trying to get everybody to herd immunity with it's going to have an alchemical effect on your DNA. Sure. Sure. Go ahead. Well, because, because, you know, on the mask side of things, that's more of a exoteric, exoteric effect, right? It's pretty obvious that the masks, they cause CO2 toxicity after two or three minutes of wearing them. So you're, you're visibly, sickening yourself with those things that's measurable now what i think is going going to be immeasurable is what the vaccine is going to do to people biologically um and i think you know that being said people you know don't take this too heavily because i don't think anyone's ever hopeless you know, don't get don't hear what i'm about to say and get scared and think oh god my you know family member who got it is is doomed uh, but I think there, it's been explained through the Toltec wisdom that there are 48 strands or 48 bands of reality. And we as human beings can only experience two. So if you look at that on a sort of physical level, well, we have two strands of DNA. We've found organisms with more than two strands of DNA the things we hear from certain esoteric realms is that there are beings out there with four, five, 12 strains of DNA. So I'm wondering if this, you know, DNA altering that maybe happened in our ancient past is now being ramped up even further to either stop this 5D, you know, upgrade, upload that we were all supposed to take. Yeah, the awakening is as a lot of people call it, right? 
Right. And not that I totally buy into that idea. Cause I think, you know, this idea of a, a bright new golden age is, is just the opposite of like the end of the world. You know, this idea sure. that the world's ending, it, it has the same amount of prophetic cringe for me as someone telling me like, Oh, we're going to be in a utopia in five years. So I don't know that that is what, like how dire and extreme it is, but I think what's happening is communication has evolved to a level where they now have to literally try to depopulate us in order to invert, right? Cause this is important. Inversion is a key in alchemy. Oh yeah. I touch on that invert, a lot. Yeah. Right. To invert us as the sort of, uh, 99% as we've been calling ourselves versus the 1% so that, you know, they can either outnumber us or outweigh us somehow. But this process of inversion has to take place in order for them to remain in power. And I think the way they're doing that is by shielding us from these potential DNA upgrades that are going to happen inevitably. Uh, organically now, almost right is what you're right. saying right and I, yeah and i think if you have maybe broken dna it doesn't mean that you're totally like if this cow poke really is bad and it really does break your dna i don't think that means that you're totally lost forever i just think it means that you're going to be more susceptible to the the system that's constantly trying to toxify you and keep you a slave to it. You know, the whole word slave comes from Slavs yep. who were the enemy of the empire. So you, you see this inversion process happening where they take their enemy's name, they flip it. So everyone in their little kingdom hates the enemy. And, you know, they've just turned germs into the enemy. Ten years ago, it was brown people from Pakistan and Afghanistan. Dude, you know? okay. So y you've touched on a lot here. And I want to I wanna comment on a few things before you go further. Um, to your point of, like, you know, getting, as you call it, the cow poke. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. If you do get this thing, you're not lost forever because there's proof that this shit fades away after three to four months. I mean, there's there's clinically proven tests that the spike proteins go away uh, after after just a short amount of time. This is why they're supposedly encouraging, uh, you know, boosters and all this stuff um, as what, you know, to touch on the point that you brought up about, you know, how people that bring up the end of times are just as cringy as like talking about a utopia uh, apocalypse. The term apocalypse is not the end of days. All that apocalypse means is revealing what was hidden. Right. And I'm sure that you know this, but it's, it's a very interesting idea because apocalypse is one of those words that brings up a lot of emotion in a lot of people. Um, and, and a lot of people tend to think that it is like a rapture type situation or something very negative, uh, for for most, but positive for a select few. Um, and then just circling back and touching on the mask thing and why I believe it's a sigil. It's because we don't see a lot of people dying, right? And not that I want that. I don't want a lot of people dying of this pandemic. That's that's that'd be insane. It would make me a psychopath. But how do you remind people that the pandemic is very real? You need something that they can visually see. And in my opinion, that's what makes the mask a sigil that makes people remember, oh, shit, I forgot my mask when I'm walking into this grocery store or whatever. Right. Um, so it's very interesting, dude. There was one more point that you touched on there towards the end that uh, just slipped my mind. But, you know, the, I haven't talked about covid in some time because I feel like it's a tired subject. But the reason that I'm touching on it right now is because, you know, it's the beginning of October uh, winter is coming very quickly here and it's it's arguably it's winter in some areas like probably where you're at it's probably pretty damn cold right now um i i don't know i don't check the weather too much no not for you okay well you know it's starting well, i'll tell you what we're 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 close to the 41st parallel so people people from oregon to connecticut that whole straight line have i think similar maybe save for like the midwest because that and the rocky mountains have their own particular climate but oregon and connecticut are, are pretty similar okay. uh, all year round interesting okay so uh, my point here of why i'm i'm bringing it up again you know dusting off the covid book if you will i think that something's 
something's going to happen this winter, dude, with another strain, another variant. Um, both my parents got sick uh, and, and it went from like no one that I knew got sick in the beginning of this whole thing. And it went from that to everyone I fucking knew had this thing. And right. it was pretty rough for some people. I, I had it both times. I, I, you know, I never got tested because I don't do that shit. But, you know, every single one of those symptoms, you can check each one of those boxes for me. Um, but I take a lot of vitamins. I actually have a sinus infection right now. I don't know if you can tell in my voice. But, um, you know, the sinus infection has been worse for me than COVID was. You know what I mean? So uh, I've been sick for about a week now. So, you know, it's just very interesting that we need reminders that this pandemic is is very real and very dangerous. Right. And how the fuck are you going to are you going to fire a bunch of nurses that don't want to get vaccinated? You don't fire nurses during a pandemic. And I know there's countless memes about this stuff, man. But there is something very, very interesting going on. And I, I don't think that it's just uh, a test or I don't think that it's just like the whole idea of building back better. Um, you know, not, not even mentioning that build back better. You get three B's in there. Lowercase B looks like six. You get six, six, six. Uh, you mentioned 99%. Um, you know, a lot of things are, are, you know, these hand sanitizers are 99.9% effective. Flip 99.9% around, you get 666. And one thing, this I remember now speaking about these inverted things, Dr. Tedros, of the, the leader of the World Health Organization, okay, the, the people that are really promoting this COVID shit, uh, you take his first name and his last name and you flip those around, not adding or subtracting letters at all. His last name inverted in Arabic is anti, and his first name flipped in Latin is filthy so the head of the world health organization's last name backwards is anti-filthy that's fucking weird dude that's very very weird and i i don't know if that's his real name but that's the name that he's given on the world stage well you're 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 touching on something that you know we're bringing up michael Wan again here because he's a part of this group of researchers that people have termed or they've identified as synchromystics and I think the reason why that identification or distinction has come about is because you start to pay attention to this stuff. You start to look at the anomalies and then you yeah. start to realize that there's a pattern to the anomalies. And then you start to notice that names and words are extremely significant. And even people like you just pointed out, this guy who has the name that happens to also mean anti-filthy. I mean, come on, like Kobe, COVID, there's that whole yeah, thing yeah. of like Kobe to bring it back to Hebrew, which people are like, why do you keep bringing up Hebrew? Well, it's one of the oldest languages in the world and it shares a lot of connections with English and many other languages. So it is significant uh, for those who may not be aware, but also like COVID um, in Hebrew is the same word that Kobe means, like Kobe yeah, yeah. in reference to the beef, right? Kobe yeah. beef, mm -hmm. which is who that guy's, he's named after that. And that happened a month or so before this all kicked off. So there's clearly ritual elements to most events that get broadcasted in a mass traumatizing kind of way. So I think, you know, trying to examine the alchemical uh, relationship between what's going on with the age of cooties as yeah. chance from the universe calls it. I, I think it's a very important conversation to have. And I, I'm really glad you invited me to be a part of it. Of course. As well, dude, not only, not only that, but the same day that Kobe died, there was the NFL pro bowl going on and the final scores of those games in Gamatria translated to Kobe death. I don't know if you caught, caught on to that, but that was the same day he died, right? And so, yeah, it's fascinating. I think that was in January, if I'm not mistaken, early, early January of 2020. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, I'll let you finish here. But yeah, just so that, you know, you you can even look this up if you'd like. That guy Tedros, the Dr. Tedros of the World Health Organization. It's Tedros Adhanam. So if you just flip those names around, like I said, it's uh, uh, Manhanda Sordet. And that means, uh, like I said, anti-filthy uh, in Arabic, right. 
and Latin. So, it, dude, that that was something that I just kind of stumbled upon myself. And I find that kind of stuff really, really interesting, dude. Um, but yeah, man, we can finish up here. Just give your thoughts on on what you think about the whole uh the whole alchemical connection with and like i said it's more about the spiritual shit and the emotional psychoactive uh alchemical process not the the really fascinating stuff which is like the mineral stuff right that that stuff is crazy because it makes sense um but this is this is something deeper and i think that this is what the intention of alchemy was always meant to be it was always meant in my opinion just starting to look into it. I think it was meant to control populations. Mm. Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's many different forms of alchemy, but if we break that word down the same way we've been breaking down other words today, mm. you know, alchemet, it's just the knowledge from Kemet, you know, Kemet being the old way of referring to Egypt. So mm. I think yeah, I think all of this stuff is is very interesting, and it it comes from this advanced civilization that, through whatever cataclysm, whether it was the, you know, meteor strike that caused the flood, or you know, God cre- creating the flood, however you look at that time in history, it's very clear that there was a pre-cataclysmic age where this type of knowledge was systematic. It wasn't you know in fragments and pieces like it is today, and that's indicative of a lost basis of knowledge that you know people are either cherry picking from or doing the best they can to you know restore as much of it but you know given that a lot of this ancient magical material was lost i think something that happened is it got funneled into certain interests and the people who had the power to maintain this information without it getting lost through war or conflict or theft you know, they were the type who were using it to control their kingdoms. So naturally, you know, this magical information isn't like, even though it's not totally relegated to just this type of alchemy, it has far reaching consequences. If we knew the true power of alchemy, then maybe we could recreate the pyramids and these megalithic structures that those civilizations that we get this magical information from, maybe we can recreate that. And I think mm. that's why Tartaria has become so interesting to so many people in this realm. But that's a side note from your larger question, which is like the groups of people who have contained this magical knowledge have been using it for nefarious purposes and they've been doing it well. So I think yeah. that it's not that it's not that the the magic is uh, is meant to be evil. It's that this evil type of magic has existed uh, as the dominant force in culture shaping, and now we're starting to sort of reverse engineer it so that it's more positive. And that's where the new age, new cage, another term that chance. I just talked to Chance from the Interverse podcast today, so this was this is very inspiring stuff <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah, very brilliant guy. But either way, you know, a lot of this stuff is from my own mind too, and and I think that that yeah, that's exactly what's happened. And now we need to redraw those magical practices in a way that creates a culture that we want to live in, like an you know agorist civilization where people can live independently and not have to, you know, work in this larger system that's only set up to rob them of what they've been, you know, inherited to, mm-hmm. which is the, you know, right to live in this land and, and exist as a natural being in harmony with uh, the creator's laws. You know, that's truly what I believe. And I think that, you know, being that we're a reflection of the creator we have that same ability to create and that's what alchemy is. It's projecting our will onto the world. And since evil people have kept this information hidden from the rest of us, they're able to project their evil will onto the rest of us with impunity. Yeah. Yeah. That's why these, these, these few amount of people 
this small amount of people has a massive amount of knowledge, right? Hidden knowledge. Mm. They seem dumb to a lot of us because they don't have practical skills, right? Practical being like, you know, we always use that term where they can't fucking hold the job down at McDonald's, right? Nothing against McDonald's workers. I, I worked in restaurants forever, but you know, these people like Barack Obama never had a fucking job, dude. You know, right. Joe Biden worked at a law firm that, you know, he was just probably, you know, shoot into. And then he's been a, right. a, a, a government official forever. But Joe Biden, as senile as he is, has some knowledge that even you don't have. Even I don't have people that are fairly deep in this stuff and people that are levels ahead of us don't have and may never gain, unfortunately. You know, we, we we don't know. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't look for it, though. So um, I appreciate you hopping on here, Mark. You know, that was a, yeah. a great, a great quick little bit there. Any closing Thank thoughts? You. Yeah, I just found that book that I was looking for in the beginning. And um, thank you, Tara. And um, I just wanted to break down the four steps real quick, because maybe you and I can revisit this on a, a longer form episode. But for people who don't know, there's a sort of dissolve. It's called Negredo, Albedo, Citronatus, and Rubedo, and it's basically solvent coagula, dude. Yeah, they they the practice or the process of you know breaking something down and creating something new. I and talked that's about they, that earlier. Yeah, that's what they do on a historical level with these events. So you know, and considering you know this is a whole another conversation you know, the consciousness and time isn't linear the way we might have thought it was. Mm -hmm. If we are living through these kind of cycles, you know, an understanding of the cycles is how they can create these predictive events where they're like, okay, well, the energy is going to be this way, this time. So let's do this for this time. And it will have this effect. Whereas the rest of us are kind of just like, oh, the moon's full. Oh, cool. I got to go back to Bic and make pens, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and then something happens and you don't, yeah, you don't realize what the larger implications of is because you're just living in this false reality. But yeah, Ryan, this has been fun, dude, as usual, you know, of you're course, always dude. welcome to, uh, to pull me aside for a quick little chat like this. I love it. Hey, dude, doesn't that solvent coagula, in your opinion, doesn't that sound a lot like build back better, dissolve and recreate, right? Doesn't that sound like build back better? It is, it is very alchemical. And dude, Biden is connected to some weird, weird stuff. He's a Jesuit, and, dude. Uh, yeah, St. Joe's, that whole university and... It's just very strange, like that whole sector of uh, the the East Coast, right in Washington, D.C.'s back door there. You know, it's like these Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Delaware, these types of people. It's just not that everyone who lives there is bad. I have some great friends that live over there. But, you know, it seems like there's some darker little communities hidden away in that part of the country. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Last episode was about, or two episodes ago was about Satanism and, uh, and you know, different little, uh, pocket towns and over there on the, in the Northeast, man, Arden, Delaware is a big one. So, um, right. Mark, I can't thank you enough, dude. Uh, plug real quick, uh, what you want. I know we did it up front. Uh, it's only been about 20 minutes, but, uh, you know, people have short term memories cause of TikTok. So let's see what you got here. Yeah, well, I definitely uh, appreciate being here. People can check out my podcast. My family thinks I'm crazy. Ryan's been a guest on it multiple times. So check those out first as a good intro if you like Ryan's style. And then, uh, yeah, I'm on Rockfin. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. We're starting a Telegram channel. Uh, and we're going to start one for Alt Media United for just the podcast host, but for the fans as well. So we can create like a, a community outside of these, uh, you know, normal social media bullshit platforms which have been very helpful for reaching people but you know it's just over and over with the censorship yeah it's, it's a matter of time we, we go yeah and i think telegram's cool uh because it, it's just it's more focused on on information rather than like presentation and and, and appearances so either way uh dude this has been so fun. Folks can check me out and us out on my show. My family thinks I'm crazy. The synchro mystic exploration of the ever expanding now and a new podcast called your handbook for the apocalypse with Michael Wan and myself just kind of 
coming together each week and breaking down what's happening in the world and what's happening in our lives and giving you a handbook for the apocalypse in real time. Awesome, Mark. Well, again, dude, thank you so much. Keep killing the game, man. Well, folks, more alchemy in the Patreon portion here. You got another 30 minutes or so. I'm not sure exactly because in all honesty, I'm recording this before it's done. Had a lot of fun with this one, guys. Come over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast to get this among many other exclusive contents. Win at life. Be my friend over there. Patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. 